0: The title of the message today is Food for Thought. Everybody, do you like to eat? (laughs) But before, just about the time before church is over, it starts going through the tummy and it says it's dinner time. How long is she (laughs) going (laughs) to preach? But I'm not going to do that. But I just, uh, I know that, you know, we, we like food. And we like our own kind and when we have to not eat our own kind, that's troubling. Um, but the word of God teaches uh spiritual things through the natural body and through the natural eye. So that's what we're gonna talk about today. Uh I I when I talk about food I hear in my mind, what shall we eat? We have to decide what shall we eat. And I don't know about you, but I don't care. And that's a trouble because I can't make up my mind. But, but, but know this, I eat. And so, <laughs> we're going to talk about this today. So, um, as we move through the Old Testament, if you have a computer and if you do things on the computer, you can toggle food and see how many times God talks about food in the Old Testament. Old Testament had rules and restrictions and things that you had to eat, things you couldn't eat, and how you cooked your food that you did, and on and on with the restrictions. Then thank you, Jesus, that he delivered us from that and set us free, and we don't have to wash our dishes four times. <laughs> That's the best part of all that, but it's so wonderful that God has liberated us from the destructions and he gave us one big rule. And if we follow it, we will be fruitful for him. And that is, thou shalt what? Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, thy soul, thy mind, thy strength. In other words, whatever you got, you honor the Lord with it and you love him. And so you, you don't have to be mindful of all the restrictions except to thank God that we don't have to do them. We have liberty to eat what we want. We should eat healthy. You know, God, if we follow some of the things of the Old Testament, that there's health in those things, you know. But the thing of it is, is that we have liberty. We have liberty in our heart. We have liberty in our soul. But God requires all that. And then there's liberty once we have Christ and we have victory because we live in that. So uh, today, as we look at this, the New Testament bears out the spirit of God that tells us that we have to love him with all of our heart. So there's a great scripture in the Bible that talks about uh, the, the natural and the spiritual things. And I'll get to that in just a minute. But I want to turn your, your in your Bible to Hebrews 10. The spiritual aspect of food. It is not just the natural food but the spiritual nourishment for our soul. And we were, you know, the highest thing that God ever did for us was send Jesus and give us salvation. The greatest healing that we will ever experience is the healing of our soul. And God forgave us of our sins and trespasses and uh, freed us through his shed blood. So as we look to the New Testament in Hebrews 10, 19th and 20th verse it says having therefore brethren boldness to enter into the holiness by the blood of jesus by a new and living way which he has consecrated for us through the veil that is to say his flesh so as we look at this we're going to have a little bit of a revelation maybe if you if you haven't seen this before but he has not only given given us salvation and cleansed our life from sin and forgives us on a daily basis. But the Bible says he has given us a new and living way. That's awesome. That was like revelatory when I saw that, because I've, I know that passage of scripture. But I thought, really, he gave us a new and living way. We don't have to live according to the restrictions of the law, but he has given us freedom. And, and freedom has wonderful and it's been a blessing if we use it appropriately. And the appropriately is to bear fruit for the kingdom of God. We're not here just to be saved and have all the wonderful things and have eternal life, but we are here to have a spiritual work for the kingdom of God. And it's just like, just Even an expression like when somebody, when their doctor says something and you say it's God, that is a glorious expression of who you are because you're giving glory to God and God gives the strength to the doctors. God teaches them the things that they can be taught. But what is wonderful is that God is in charge of all things and he lives in us and he empowers us and he graces us and he frees us from so much. You would have to read the Old Testament and see all the restrictions to know what the new and living way is. You know, we just we just got the we just got the new going in our life. We just got what we can do and the freedom and the liberties. But we have to remember how we got that and why we need that. Because without Him, we would be in great bondage. But with the with the new and living way, He consecrated it. What does that mean? That means He sacrificed His Flesh. So, what are we? Today's message is about what are we willing to sacrifice in our flesh, our time, our strength. What are we willing to give to that? Because if there's ever a day that the kingdom of God needs uh, the fruit of the Spirit working in the church, it's this day. Because all around us, wherever we go, whatever we do, you know, there is hurting souls, people that don't know Jesus, people that are fearful. Our world is filled with fear and anxiety. And if you turn on the news at any time, any special news, they got news three or four times a day. And if you turn that on, you will go away without victory if you don't have victory and if you don't keep victory. Because everything is negative. And there's a lot of good things happening in the world which people don't even hear about because the news is, well, you know what, I can't go there. But he consecrated everything for us and he took us away from all those restrictions of food and all the other things that he did for us. And he gave us this new and living way. I've read that so many times. I just didn't it didn't sink in that that way was so, so hard and so difficult. And, you know, the Israelites failed and failed and failed and he forgave them and forgave them and forgave them. And now we have the same uh, choice to choose to do the will of the Lord, to benefit the kingdom of God, to bear fruit, you know, or to go our own way. You know, we have all week to do the things that we want to do. And usually we do that. But you know, we need to incarcerate Christ in that week. Just Just go in there and say, Jesus, this is your time. Come and talk with me. Because uh, the world is evil and we need the power and the presence of God in our life in a supernatural way. So the new and living way, way is so much more than what we even can, can, over, can, can note. Because the new and living way has brought the power of God to our life. They they did not have the same revelation that we have today. We have not just the revelation, but we have the fulfillment of the revelation because Christ is our Savior. And he is here and he is more powerful than the works of darkness. So we have this new living way. And I wonder if Christianity at large understands that they have a new living way, that we don't have to take on the concepts of the world. We just have a living way in Christ and I just am so grateful for that. And I'm sure that you've, you've heard this before, but you know, the Old Testament is a shadow of the New Testament. And there's a lot of prophetic words in the Old Testament that as telling us about Christ and telling us about all those things that would happen. In fact, the one law that God gives us to love Him with all of our heart, the second one is like it that we should love our neighbor as ourself and when we love our neighbor as ourself as as toy mentioned this morning god is the fruit of the spirit is active in our life and i want us to this this morning to meditate on that for a minute and think what is the fruit of the spirit in my life you know am i fruitful am i showing forth who i am fruitful means many things but most of all it means that when they see you they know you're different than them if they're wicked in the world and we cannot live like the wicked and then c- claim to be Christ-like. Uh, to follow Christ is a crucified life. We have to give up things sometimes. We have to do what God wants us to do sometimes, even when we don't want to do it. And this is what's wrong with Christianity. We, we live our own life day after day after day, a, a week at a time. And then we come to church on Sunday and God wants us to come to church. He said, forsake not yourselves, you know, to symbol together. But we symbol together to energize ourselves, Amen. to find love one with another, and to go out of here and this week find a place to have an opportunity to bear fruit for the kingdom of God. We can work in the church. We can work in the offices. We can just glorify God in the marketplace. We can, when we, when we pay our bill, we can say, isn't God good? You know, they'll think you're crazy, but, If if there's so many people that are Christians that, that are quiet Christians and they don't know, and you might say something like that to them and they'll respond back. Well, yes, you know, because Christians are hid in this society in which we live today. And God wants us out of the closet. He wants us out of hiding. And he wants us to show forth the power of his grace and mercy that lives in us. So I know I'm I'm talking to the choir, but it doesn't matter. We need to be encouraged and we need to be, you know, um, pressured. We need to be pressured. You know, we need to have an opportunity and we need God to pressure us. He nudges us all the time, church. How many know that? You know, he nudges us all the time, and we go, oh, I'll do that later, or, oh, I should have done that, or, well, maybe I shouldn't have, you know. But he nudges us. Just just respond to the nudge, and you'll know that you heard his voice. Yeah. Yeah. So in Ephesians 2, it says that we're not strangers. We're not strangers uh, in a foreign land, but we're fellow ciz- citizens of the household of God. Yeah. When is the last time that you thought that? You thought, well, I'm not going to worry about this because I'm a citizen of the household of God and there is victory and righteousness and enrichment in God. I'm just trying today. To encourage us in this wicked generation that we live in to still be victorious in God. We don't have to go along in quietness with our head bowed down. We need to stand, stand tall because the kingdom of God is greater than the works of darkness. The kingdom of God that lives in us is greater than what is going on in our world and we are victorious in God because we are going to inherit eternal life. Our inheritance are awesome. You know, some of us never inherited things from our parents. Some people inherit a lot. But we're in for a great inheritance in eternal life. So let's stop thinking, not thinking of ourselves as being in a strange land and the world is so awful and all this stuff. Let's just start praising God for the power that he's given us to live in this wickedness and overcome by the blood of the Lamb. So uh, it's a natural that God teaches spiritual things by the natural things that happen. We read a scripture in our uh, devotional today and it says, you know, something about like, I interpret it like this, that we have troubles and then we pray and we get out of those troubles and then we're victorious and then he prunes us. Yeah. So what is pruning? I think pruning might be a little out of our, you know, power lane. And so we, and the first thing we do is we say, well, God, I've been so good. I did this. I've been faithful. I've been that. Why is this upon me? And he's going, I'm pruning, I'm pruning you. And then we do, then we do greater works. Because we go through trial and tribulation and we overcome, then we're ready for the next bout because we are more than conquerors in Christ. We don't just conquer once, but we're more. That means we got more opportunities to be conquerors. So um, the basis of my message today is Psalm 34, 8. It says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one that trusteth in him. And that that was that spoke to my heart it was, oh, we're supposed to taste. That's a spiritual thing. When you love God with all of your heart, you taste his goodness. You taste his righteousness. You taste his peace. You taste his grace. You know, and t- tasting the things of God is more powerful and less caloric than tasting the things of our food. I like that part. So p- perhaps we should begin with Jesus, who makes our new and living way, and he does it through the flesh. So this is why we have fleshly difficulties. This is why we have temptations. This is why we have heartaches. This is why we go through the present things in this world that the saints go through. Because uh, we, he is empowering us to become fruitful. And... You know, if something horrendous happens, everybody's had problems in this house, I'm sure. But when you get by it and you get over it and you get the victory and you get thanksgiving, then you're ready to go again because the enemy is in full force this day. So taste and see that the Lord is good. So when the enemy brings something bad to your taste, you don't like this, just say, well, I'm testing of the Lord for his goodness and his mercy. So I checked out. The bottle, bodily benefits of fruit. The bodily benefits of fruit. What, what does fruit do for our body? Because I wanted to do that, the physical, and I wanted to take it to the spiritual and see if, it, if the fruit helps us. Then how does the spiritual fruit help us? So if, if that's not too much of a tongue twister, I'm, I'm going to tell you what the fruit does. Maybe you know. But fruit is important part of the healthy diet. In fact, it's uh high in uh, fruit is high in uh, very many benefits. I'm, I'm out of my character character here because I don't know much about food, but I know how to eat it. I don't know what to, what is in it, <laughs> but uh anyhow. It says here, it's associated with our health and these are the benefits. It could dis- de- decrease risk of, di- of many diseases. Fruit is the diet, is, fruit in the diet is essential vitamin and mineral and high fiber. It provides a wi- wide range of health boosting antitoxins. Can reduce the risk of heart disease, stroke, may protect against certain types of cancer lowers blood pressure fruit can help increase potassium other vitamins these are important nutrients now that goes on and on and on but that's a help that's a help of my sermon today Uh, all this is if we have a healthy diet then we'll be strengthened now let me ask the church and myself how healthy a diet do we have spiritually I'm not asking what what you eat, but how healthy a spiritual diet do we have? Do we have the nutrients? Do we have the things for the soul? Do we have the things for the spirit? Are we empowered by our spiritual diet? I want to tell the church something. We need to grow in the power and the anointing of a healthy spiritual diet because we're living in a world that surrounds us daily with wickedness and all these things that are coming upon the world where they're messing with the creation of God, all these things that are happening. You know, we, we, we talk about it. They talk about all the things, how, how the government's going and all those things. But what we need to talk about is the spiritual uh, health that we need to have in Christ. Amen. And so if you, you know, to the body, if you eat proper things like fruit, I'm talking especially about fruit today. But if you if you eat the healthy things, then you're healthier. And if you eat the healthy things of the spirit of God, if you taste and see the goodness, you know, we get upset if our. If they raise our taxes or they raise something, they've been doing that lately. And we get upset about that. But instead of that, our spiritual health tells us that God will supply all of our need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. So we have to think spiritually. We have to have a spiritual diet that will be maintained that will cause us to be strong Christians. There's a, a lot of strength gone out of Christianity today. And we need to be strong in what we believe in, and when, and, and powerful that God is greater than the raising of your taxes. God is greater than the, any sickness that comes nigh your dwelling because the Lord said we're conquerors all over all that. You know we get over it. And if we don't get over it, we get to go to Jesus. So we win, we win. And we need to have, think more today about spiritually. When we think about what we like to eat, we think, well, Lord, i like to have a steak today, but I also would like to have the power of your presence in my life, and I'd love to be overcoming more than I overcome last week. We have got to overcome. Why do you think the Scripture says that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb? Overcoming is a natural thing. It's something that we do all the time, because when we doubt, we have to overcome. When we fear, we have to overcome. When we get stressed out, we have to overcome. I don't know about you, but if you got children that go astray, we cannot get stressed out. We cannot give up. We cannot say, well, that's just them. We have to say, by the power of God and by the victory, they're my children and God cares about my family. He loves my family. He'll care for them. He'll watch out after them. He give them free will. They can choose to do better. And so I always pray, Lord, let them choose to do to overcome, let him choose to overcome these things and come back to Jesus. Amen. These are the things that we need to embark upon in our Christianity. We need to be more powerful for God. We need to show his presence. We need to, you know, acclimate ourselves to give thanks on a daily basis. And perhaps, and perhaps you do, and maybe I, you're sure, but we have a new living way. We don't have the old way. The world has the old way. We have the living way the way that promises eternal life. So as our body needs strength, our spirit man needs strength. We need fruit in our life. And the, and the bulletin shows it shows the vine going across there and those big hunks of grapes. You know, I want to be grateful. <laughs> Not only grateful, but grateful. I want to I want to be strong for the kingdom of God. And you have to be strong. There's no sense in saying that you can get by because that, you know, you cannot be weak in Christ because Christ is not weak. He lives in us and he's powerful. Instead of us walking around with a feeling that we're, you know, things are bad. We need to walk around thinking that things are good because the worse it gets, the better God gets closer to us. Amen. The more the world goes against things of God, the more God is moving closer to us. Church. So 1 Corinthians 15, 46 and 47, it says, what was not, and, and you have to look at this close. And if you have Bibles in the pew, you might want to look at it. 1 Corinthians fifteen, forty-six. what was not first, which is spiritual. It says, spiritual was not first, but that which is natural. See, and there's a passage of Scripture that says, Adam was first, but the second Adam is Christ. Now, the the Scripture goes on to say, and afterward, that which is spiritual, that's Jesus. The first man is of the earth. The second man is of the Lord from heaven. That is so powerful, church. You know, God wants us to understand the power of his presence in our spiritual, fruitful Walk with God. And so as we look at this, we see that what came first was mankind. Then Christ saw their need and came and died in the flesh for us. So it, it, our, our religion has to do with flesh. God wants our flesh to be treated like Jesus. And Jesus lived in this world without sin. now I'm sure that we cannot do that, but we can strive for that. We can strive for perfection. We can make it a goal in our life to watch our conversation, to be kind, to be considerate, to not fuss at those people that pull in front of you And when you're traveling. You know, the enemy can sidewipe us with the simplest thing. We can get up in the morning and praise him and feel good and head for work and somebody messes up on the highway and, and we're angry or we're stressed or we're upset. You know what I'm talking about, church? It's just these simple things that he takes the glory right out of us. Because Jesus lives in us and he is the glory, the lifter of our head. He's everything. And the enemy can come along with one little thing. It doesn't even have to be a big sin. He just comes along with us, trips us up, takes our heart of God down with the anxieties of this world. We have to get above the things of this world. We have to get above the things that's going on in our world. And we have to be triumphant because we have a destination that is more powerful than the works of darkness. Right. Galatians 5.22, this is the fruit of the Spirit. If we take this uh, scripture into our heart and life and repeat it to ourselves every day, God will give us the opportunities to show forth his love, his joy, his peace. Oh, he will give us opportunities to show forth long-suffering. Gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness. Meekness is, you know, strength under control. You have yourself under control. Your, your temperament is under control. And uh, when instead of saying, look at that guy, just say, oh, thank you, Jesus. You know, reverse what the enemy is trying to do in your life. Do you understand that he is working on you daily, periodically, all the time to rob you of your victory and your glory and everything that God has given us? And so I'm I'm speaking against the works of darkness today because uh, God's fruit is so much more than a valuable fruit that you eat. His fruit sustains us and brings us into eternal life. And then it gives us rewards in eternity. We don't do it because we want a lot of big rewards. We do it because he wants us to be fruitful and we bless him when we're fruitful and he, he, he is praised when we're fruitful. Jeremiah 33, six. He says, I, he says, behold, I will bring health and cure. I thought that was interesting and I will cure them. And I will reveal unto them the abundance of peace and truth. Now, I would like to be healed and I would like the cure to work. But I think the Lord is speaking of so much more there. He wants to reveal an abundance of peace and truth. How many know that peace is the number one thing we need today? He wants to reveal to us peace and truth. I love that. He's going to bring health and cure. And I think... You know, it can be health for health, physical sake, but it's a spiritual health that we need. When we get spiritually healthy, we are blessing the kingdom of God. And to each of us, being blessed healthy uh, spiritually, you know, it's a different thing. Some people can go out and canvas the neighborhood. Some people just get on the phone and somebody says they're sick and they pray for them. Sometime you're in the marketplace and you see somebody with their head hanging down, walking down and mumbling to themselves and you, you speak to them or you smile. A smile of the joy of the Lord is a ministry unto the people. The world is sad and despondent even though they think they're happy. They're blinded because it's not true happiness. It's not the happiness of God. It's not the spiritual health. That they need in their life and the church of Jesus Christ needs a greater health. They need a great diet of the things of the world and take on more of the things of God that there is. And you know, sometimes we get into the world and we don't recognize it. People come along and they offer something. We talk to them. We, you know, we're, we're not sinning, but we're just, just depleting our spiritual health and our spiritual strength. You know, because we get with the crowd that's talking and next thing you know are, that those evil words that they say are in us. Maybe we don't say them, but maybe somebody, we shut our finger in the door and in our heart, in our mind, those things go through. We have to have the mind of Christ in us. We right. cannot have the things of the world right. bearing down in our mind. So uh, uh, the Lord wants to heal our health and cure our mind, cure our spirit, mm-hmm. cure our the health of the spirit of God that lives in us well exodus 15 22 he says I am the God that healeth thee not only is he a healer of our bodies, but he is a healer of our spirit. he's a healer of the hurts in our life. If I ask here how many have had a hurt a great hurt since childhood I believe every hand would go up. there's things that have happened to us, people who have hurt us. And yes, we get forgiveness, but if you bring it up, it comes up again and you remember it. And so when you remember it, you give God the glory. You say, thank you, Jesus. I got through that. You healed me. You helped me. You made me forget. You you put it in the the sea of forgetfulness. We are the ones that do it. We're the ones that take it back on because he's put it away. He doesn't know what you're talking about because he put it in the sea of forgetfulness unless you return to it. Then here, then, then, then you're in deep doo doo. He says, I am the God that healeth thee. He not only heals, I think that the greatest healing is the healing of our soul. And the healing of our spirit. And then that cascades all over our life and brings great healing to us. Well, fruit is essential to the body the fruit of the spirit is essential to us you know when somebody says they're a christian and they don't show love and they don't have a peaceful spirit and their temperament is bad then there's no there's no uh reward there okay so why do we why do we produce fruit of the spirit why do we do that john 15:8 herein is my father glorified that you bear much fruit So shall you be my disciples. Mm -hmm. So how many want to glorify God? Well, get busy with your fruit. Get busy with your fruit. Mm -hmm. Work and labor for the Lord. The greatest fruit you can do is living the life of a Christian totally, which is so hard. You have to strive for it because you're in the flesh. But if Jesus overcome the flesh, then we have the opportunity to seek to do that. It was in his flesh that he bore our sins it was in his flesh that he forgave us it was in his flesh that he made us an overcomer it was in his flesh that the veil was rent and we can come boldly into his presence how awesome is that not only was the veil in the temple rent but Christ was rent for our salvation colossians 1:10 says that you might walk worthy of the lord unto all pleasing You know, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. When you read your biblical Bible reading, look at the side notes. If you don't have a good study Bible, go out tomorrow and get one and read the side notes. You go by that means if you give an hour to reading the Bible, you will only get this far because there's so much knowledge in the word of God you'll have epiphanies, you'll have, wow, I've read that forever, I didn't even know that. It's like when when I read that, the new and living way, I thought, oh God, you surely have given us a new living way. You know, you just read that and you think, well, that's good, that's a Christian, but it, to live as a Christian is the new way, it's the great way, the strong way. So he says that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing Church, we're not our own. We are bought with a price. We belong to him. And we need to be better. Wherever we are today, we need to be better tomorrow for the cause of the kingdom of God. We need to know that we are required that if you don't think anybody's looking at your life, God is. God is. And he's being glorified or he's in pain for what he sees. So it says, it, it says that be fruitful in every good work. I read the scripture and it, it just made me stop for a minute. In John 15, 2, it says, Every branch in me that beareth not fruit. Every branch in me. So you're in, we can be in him and not be doing what we're supposed to. Every branch in him that beareth not fruit, he purges it, that it may bring forth more fruit. And then the, the scripture says, that if if he's not if if we're not in him he takes us out. Colossians uh, Ephesians five nine and ten it says for the fruit of the spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth. Now remember we're talking about fruit. The fruit of the body strengthens us helps us is good for us brings. Brings help in time of sickness to us and makes us overcome some sicknesses. If we're faithful, that means you've got to eat fruit daily. You know, you can't just eat one when you get home today and think it's okay. No, you you, you know, if you want to be healthy, you have to have a diet of health, healthy things. So it is with the spirit of God. So Ephesians 5, 9 and 10 says for the fruit of the spirit and it's the fruit, it's goodness, it's righteousness, it's truth. Here's the thing. Speak the truth. Amen. If they say, well, why do you think about my hat? I go like, well, it's a hat. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to say, well, it's, I don't like it. But you know what I'm saying. Find a way to say it without being deceitful and lying. So it says, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Why? See, see, in the Bible it has parentheses. What does that mean? It means to answer the question, which means proving what is acceptable to God. How many want to prove your life acceptable to God? Well, we, we must work on it, church. Always work on it. Because every day can be better, more righteous. Colossians 1.11, it says, strengthened with all might. How many want some strength? <laughs> strengthened. With all might, according to his glorious power, unto all patience, long suffering, and joyfulness. See, wherever you go in the Bible, you find the fruit of the Spirit. Yeah. And, that, and that says, you know, if you want to be strengthened in might, strengthened to testify, strengthened to be a witness, a powerful witness for God. You know, you can take it bodily or you can take it spiritually. So he says, strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power, unto all patience, And long-suffering and joyfulness. Oh, Lord, help us to desire you to that point, that we want so much from you. And, Lord, we just ask that you speak to us, that, that, that we might have spiritual food to give us strength to come against the powers of darkness in this day. Well, as I come to a close this morning, these scriptures are powerful because they are. They talk about the fruit of the spirit, and they identify with the with the physical fruit of the spirit. You now, so we need to think about that. He gives us grace. He gives us mercy that we might offer that grace and mercy unto others. Now, it's hard to be merciful to somebody who is unmerciful to you. How many know what I'm talking about? But that's a great honor to be merciful to someone. Who has abused you and misused you and you know hurt your character your reputation whatever that the enemy has put against you to bring warfare but to, that you would be strengthened with might and give praise and honor unto god and let the church be forgiving i mean give forgive i i have come in contact with so many christians And Dr. Gorn can tell you from the counseling chamber, they love God. They go to church. They do that, but they have unforgiveness, right? And the more she talks about it, the meaner they get. Because, you know, we're fleshly. We're supposed to be spiritual, not fleshly. And we must be forgiving. And uh, if you remember something next week that happened against you this week, you need to be forgiving, That is one of the greatest fruit of the Spirit that we can have. Our character, how we react, how we live, our emotions and what we go through. All of that is part of the fruit of the Spirit in our life. And I know that the saints here know about the fruit of the Spirit. But the Lord said to me, you know, upgrade it, upgrade it. He was saying to me, upgrade the fruit of the Spirit in your life.
1: And I go, well...
0: I'm a pastor, Lord. I'm good. I mean, isn't those the things that go through our mind? You know, we work, we study, we come, we help. We're not good. Only God is good. And we're not we're not as righteous as we should be. We should work toward more righteousness. You know, and anybody can sin. Everybody can sin. Everybody needs forgiveness. You have something that happened in your life a long time ago and you get rid of it, and then something comes up, a word is said, somebody says something, brings it up, and you have to go through the forgiveness situation all the time. You have to say, I know, that happened to me. No, you go through it again, I forgave. These are fruits of the Spirit that God wants to operate in our life. He wants the Christian community to build up themselves and prepare for his coming, because his coming is very soon. The fruit of our spirit can be worship and praise. A lot of worship is hid. We worship in here. Mm -hmm. But sometimes we need to, just like that lady did when she got happy, it needs to be audible. It needs to be as voiceless, voice, whatever, as voiceful as when you win the lottery. Nobody goes to the lottery, do they? But when you when your ball team wins, you're boisterous. When somebody does something wonderful for you, you're joyful. These are the things that people see in us. They don't see uh, the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit when you go out in the world. But they see the fruit of his spirit when you have joy and you have peace. And when they come together and start talking about how awful everything is and they just can't sleep at night because they just don't have no peace. Christians say that. But we have the peace of God that passes all understanding. We have the peacemaker in our heart. Peace is a man. It's Jesus Christ. My final scripture today, church, is from Hebrews thirteen fifteen says, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Next time you're hungry, if I keep you long enough today, you'll get hungry. (laughs) But I won't do that. But the next time you get hungry and you want to decide what you're going to eat, let let the voice of the Lord come through and say, "Are, are you hungry for me today? What, what, what are you going to feed me today? What are you going to do for me today? Everything that God has given us, you know, in communion, he has given us things that we drink. We drink fruit. We eat bread. He, he teaches us all the time by physical things the power of his spiritual way in us. So let us uh, ask him to teach us more spiritually what to eat and how to eat. And what to do that we might be, you know, more abundant in our life for Christ. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we thank you for the power of your word. I cannot do it justice, Father, but you can speak to the hearts of your people today. Father, God, admonish us to be more fruitful for you. Admonish us to work and to labor for the kingdom as much as we do for ourselves, O God. Lord, I pray that your holiness will be revealed in the body of Christ at large. Lord, that we'll walk away, that people will see that you live in us. Father, I thank you for everyone in the house today. I pray that you bless them, minister to them, speak peace to them, O God. Give you glory and honor and power and praise. And all God's people said, Amen.